The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, it's a little known fact that there's a bit of an exploration rush going on in northern New South Wales, or more specifically, the New England Fold Belt. Despite a long mineral history dating back to the 1850s, the New England region has suffered in the modern day exploration effort in comparison to the Lachlan Fold Belt down to the southwest. For every 13 holes drilled in the admittedly exciting Lachlan Fold Belt, only one has been drilled in the New England Fold Belt. But things are stepping up in the New England region, which for location purposes, think about places like Tentfield, Glen Innes and Armadale. The exploration presence in the region has increased almost threefold in recent times and the mighty US gold producer Newmont is in the area looking for the multi-million ounce discovery it needs to justify its efforts. It's against that backdrop that we're going to catch up today with a new explorer that has made gold, silver and copper in the New England region its focus. I'm talking about load resources, it's L-O-D-E resources. It has recently registered a prospectus to which Novus Capital is lead manager to raise between five and seven million dollars at 20 cents a share to fund exploration across six or seven key prospects. At the issue price, load will have a market cap of 15.8 to 18.3 million. We have Load's Managing Director, Ted Lesky, with us today to fill us in on the Load story. So with that, I'll say good day to Ted. Hi, Ted, and thanks for your time today. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, Ted, the company is obviously a newbie, and while you're well-known in mining circles, it would be great if we can uh, start out by you giving us a bit of a background, uh, both on your professional career to date and the formation of Load itself. Thanks, Barry. Yes, I'm a geologist. Uh, I initially worked in the field, uh, in particular around the Cobar area, working for working for the likes of EZ and Pazminko. Uh, upon finishing up there, I moved into the financial sector, working for a broker as an analyst, and then subsequently as a fund manager. Several years ago, I thought I'd go out on my own, and I founded Equus Resources with, with the primary the primary target of uh, exploring in Chile. Uh, after several years with that company, I decided I needed a change. I noted that in New South Wales, the exploration scene was roaring ahead, but not in New England fall belt. That was, at that stage, uh, not being looked at. And I saw that as a good opportunity. And Load itself, you've brought, uh, obviously, the company's been pretty active uh, in the unlisted space, so you've got a bunch of investors have uh, already got behind the story. Uh, now, they tend to be a bit shy, some of these uh, pre-IPO investors, but uh, are there any that you can uh, r- uh, let us know who they are? Yes, we have a number of uh, well-known investors and CEO of uh, established companies. They include uh, John Nitsky of Oxiana Fame, Dave Hannon, who's a well-known phone manager, Rick Wayne, who's a well-known entrepreneur in the West, and Laurie Hughes, who's known for Yandel. Right. Okay. Oh, a lustrous bunch there getting behind the story early on. Good to see. Now, 
I've mentioned the New England foal belt uh, when you compare it to the Lachlan foal belt. Uh, uh, seems to be very underexplored. Why, why do you think that is the situation? I, I think historically there wasn't a framework for land access. Um, what has been developed in the last uh, decade is a framework which you can approach a farmer and there's a standard template for compensating that farmer for your access. And the farmer's... Are attracted to that, it gives them a little bit of money in their back pocket, especially during hard times, and they're happy to have you on the land knowing that they are being rewarded as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, having said that, um, the potential for uh, good size uh, gold, silver, or copper discoveries is there? We, we believe so. Uh, the work done by previous companies and the government has shown that there is almost equal prospectivity when compared to local foal built. But it just hasn't been the drilling. And unless you drill, you cannot define what's below the surface. Mm. The, uh, the surface results do show there is potential for size, as does the geophysics and other techniques. Right, okay. Now, uh, having a look at the prospectus, I might just change the order of how the company uh, has listed some of the the uh, prospects to the, the first one that... Uh, Jumps out at me is Urella, a 1850s uh, gold pedigree, two types of mineralisation you're, you're chasing there. Uh, just fill us in on what you think you might have there. So historically, the Urella goldfield was essentially alluvials. Um, more recently in the last decade, a company called Sovereign did a lot of preliminary work on the hard rock potential for the Urella goldfield. Mm-hmm. And they all that work that they have done is to our advantage they just weren't able to capitalise on, on that work. We believe that work is showing us uh, the potential for large-scale gold deposits. Uh, and we also believe that we have discovered a new style of uh, gold mineralisation. We've the gold is disseminated through the country rock rather than just thin veins. And that gives us the potential for large-scale deposits, which is more amenable to modern-day mining. Right, OK. As we all know, silver prices are running hot, uh, 25 bucks an ounce or thereabouts, uh, and you've got this interesting Webb's console uh, project with a production uh, historic production history as well. What, what's the story there? So with the Webb's console silver mine has been known for some, quite some time and has been looked at by one or two other companies, but in each time the companies, when they've drilled, the drilling has been misguided. No one has actually drill the down plunge of the actual ore shoots that exist there. And that's the most simple form of drilling, just drilling straight down below old workings where you know there has been historical mining and you know that the mineralisation is high grade. Mm. And just on that production history, how high grade are we talking about? We, we know the grade the historically was high, but the exact figures aren't known because in those days uh, these statistics weren't recorded. But it is... The mineralisation is very strong at surface. Uh, we can see the, the mineralisation stockpiles, and we expect you know, figures in the in the order of 200 grams per ton plus, if not several hundred, several hundred grams per ton, uh, ton plus. So it is high grade. Yeah. Okay. Now, just reverting back to the prospects order in the prospectus, um, tea tree, an underexplored gold field. What's the story there? So that's more of a grassroots play. Uh, it's been, again been known for quite some time. It's only ever had one or two drill holes uh, put into it. 
and that one hole came back uh, two metres at six grams. And there are some 30 or 40 known uh, historical mines on the on the property. So it's very early days, but, you know, these things have been looked at because there is evidence of widespread carbonisation. Mm, okay. Now, obviously, uh, copper's running hot, and uh, we had Goldman Sachs the other day telling us it uh, could go higher still to $15,000 a tonne if you compared to around $9,000 a tonne at the moment. So it's a good time to be having some copper in the portfolio. And you've got these two, uh, was it Fender and Elsinore? Yes, Dave. We, we very much were focused on diversifying away from gold and copper. Um, we believe we've got enough assets to to fund two companies. Mm. Uh, but the copper, what attracts us mostly about copper is the Fender project. There's some very large anomalies there that may attract large companies further down track when we do some work on it. But initially, we're going to focus on the Trough Gully Mine, which was mined again around the late 1800s. We can see the mineralisation. We can walk into the workings. It's a simple matter of just drilling uh, below the uh, existing mineralisation that has been mined historically. Mm. So I should have mentioned earlier, at this stage, all the projects, prospects are 100% owned by load? That's right. We All these, all these projects were uh, vacant, and while everyone was tripping over themselves in Lachlan, we were able to just walk in, walk in and apply for these through the New South Wales government and pick them up, whereby we own 100% of all the projects. Right. Okay. Uh, now, what's the forward plan in terms of uh, investors being an impatient lot, of course, like to see uh, drilling not too far out? Is that uh, part of the, uh, the outlook going forward? Sure. Our strategy is to be drilling at or very shortly after listing. Uh, we have three projects that are ready to drill. They're fully permitted. Uh, we have all the access agreements in play. We have locked in a, a drilling rig. And so right from the word go, we'll be drilling into no mineralisation on three projects. And those programs will be back-to-back, uh, totalling some 80 holes in all this year. Mm-hmm. And we may even go somewhat closer to doubling of that next year. Right. Are you able to uh, list which three? Yeah, sure. The Eurala Gold Project, uh, the Webs Consult Silver Project, and the Fender slash Trough Gully Mine Copper Project is the three projects that we're, we're ready to go. Mm. And in terms of uh, dollars to be spent, which one gets the biggest hit? The, the biggest hit will be Eurala Goldfield uh, because we have multiple targets there, as, as indicated by mineralisation at surface. Uh, a substantial uh, amount of geophysics done by us just recently and various other uh, indicators vectoring towards good targets which we need to test to prove what we what we have. Mm. And uh, in, again, in terms of dollar spent, uh, the next one would be what, Webs uh, console? Yeah, Webs and Fender will probably have equal amounts spent. So of, of our petroleum budget, one half is on Urala, one quarter on, on webs and the other, other quarter on Fender. Mm. And in Fender, an interesting one um, in the sense that it's uh, it's early stage compared to the other two, but the uh, the targets you're looking for they're pretty much uh, generated by modern day phys- uh, geophysics. So, wait, you're looking for porphyries or the style mineralization here is volcanic massive sulfides. Right, they're, they're a style deposit where. Uh, mineralization is uh, 
uh, laid on the, on the bottom of the sea, of the sea and subsequently buried, um, uplifted and deformed. Uh, in this case, the trough gully, the mineralization is actually vertical. So it's a particular uh, occurrence. If you can imagine a book on its end, uh, just sticking into the ground, that's the shape. Wow. Okay. So um, at this stage, uh, the intention is to uh, proceed on a 100% basis where, with all the uh, projects, prospects, um, and maybe bring in uh, partners if needed at uh, projects at the later stage? Yeah, we're, we're, well, our listing will be well-funded for two years, and we believe the, the biggest uplift will, will be for us to drill projects uh, by ourselves, and subsequently we will reassess what we have where we may be We'll invite uh, uh, JV partners, mm. and there are larger companies now looking at the uh, area that the new Fold built. Subsequently, to us pegging this ground, some Canadians have pegged around us, and that's a vindication for what we've done. Mm. I mentioned uh, Newmont in the introduction. Uh, whereabouts are they? Do you know? So they've pegged the western margin of the Fold built, and they're. What we believe that it's attractive to that area is these deep-seated uh, faults that are tapping the mantle. And it's these sort of large structures we find multi-million-ounce gold deposits. And the likes of you, you, you want a targeting something, you'll have three million ounces plus. They're not going for small deposits, they're going for very large deposits. Hmm. Okay. And the I mentioned also in the introduction that I think uh, the number of expiration licences in the New England region uh, has been going crazy. Is that the case? That's right. It, initially, when we, we started picking ground, we basically had the, the, the area to ourselves and subsequently to us picking our ground, the applications were coming out in thick and fast and almost everything that has a recording on it has been pegged uh, at this point. So there definitely has been a rush. We were lucky to be first movers and we were lucky to have first pick of what was, we believe to be the best projects. Mm. And always intriguing to see these sort of rushes. Is it uh, purely an assessment by the industry that compared yeah. to the Lachlan it's underexplored or is it because of uh, data generated by uh, the government perhaps or what, what's the story? It's, it's a combination of all that really. Uh, the data was there but people just have to have the confidence to, to do the work and to assess it. Uh, Metal prices have been strong of late. Gold, is, you know, all that has come off a bit, is still very strong. Copper, as you mentioned, is now very strong. And given that the lock and fall belt now is completely covered, that would drive newcomers to look elsewhere. And luckily, we were the front on that rush into that into the new and fall belt. Mm. So, wonder you didn't call yourself New England Resources. Yeah, I guess we want to keep our options open. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of where, you, where are you going to uh, base your uh, operational base in New South Wales? Armadale is the centre of gravity for our projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has daily flights from Sydney. It's only uh, three, 45 minutes from Sydney. And now with uh, you know, the lockdown no longer around us, there's several flights a day into Armadale. So it's a great place to have an office and uh, a base for all our uh, equipment and so forth. Yeah, uh, much... Uh, easier exploration uh, efforts in um, compared to the back blocks of WA, I guess. Yes. So from Armadale, everything is a, you know, a few hours drive from from uh, 
our office in that, in that town. And the beauty of that is you can track uh, people of high caliber because they know that they will be back home that night for dinner. And that's, and that's a good sales point when you're employing uh, geologists, uh, a, a particular judge of, of high caliber. Yeah, okay. Right, Ted, you've given us a great rundown there on the projects and the, the exciting potential of the New England area as uh, you guys are right at the forefront there. But I was just wondering if you could just bring it all back a bit and give investors an idea what they should be looking out for on the company's listing on the ASX. Well, initially, we, we planned to uh, uh, announce to the market our commencement of drilling and how that's progressing. And we'll be following it up with... Uh, surface sampling that, that's ongoing. Uh, we haven't been able to uh, receive that, any assays of late because of the stencil, stencil that's required during this uh, period. So there's pent-up uh, uh, assays that need to be known. And then subsequent to that, our first set of drill results. Now, given that we'd be drilling into no mineralisation at relatively shallow depths, we anticipate that there will be good results. Um, and that it should be something that attracts the market. Mm. Just to be a, a bit more sp- specific, the pent-up uh, drill results, they're from Urella, are they? The pent-up uh, surface sampling is from Urella. Previously, uh, the company, the previous company has focused on narrow vein style mineralisation. What we have discovered is this broad-scale, more disseminated mineralisation where you're looking at larger volumes, mm. and that's been recognised at this point. So we've been uh, very keenly sampling all these occurrences at the surface where it, where it does outcrop. So that previous drilling was, uh, I assume, sort of extensional drilling of old old workings where you'll, you'll step back a bit and have a look looking at the bigger picture. That's right. So the previous company drilled under old workings and the under workings were, done, were mined by you know, small bands of men, maybe two, three, four men. They needed... Uh, one ounce uh, style material, so yeah, 30 grams plus, and they were able to hand sort it to to, uh, to to produce the mineralization, the gold that wanted. That just doesn't work for modern day mining, and so drilling those is actually the wrong thing to do. Mm, okay, well there we go, folks. Interesting one. Um, uh, New England region uh, opening up as a bit of an exploration hot spot. We've got a new company right at the forefront of that, so one to watch, Load Resources. So with that, Ted, thanks for your time today and best of luck with it all. Thanks, Barry.